0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Monday, October 16th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, news analysis of the Hamas-Israel war is largely terrible. (laughs) It's really bad. And the reason is that the pundits don't know what they're talking about. And it's shocking. Now, the correspondents on the ground, they're doing a good job. But their access is limited. The Israeli authorities control what they do, where they go. Just remember that. We're going to uh, do a report on that tomorrow. But the analysis is awful. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. We begin where everybody should begin. History. Okay? So World War II ends. Tens of millions of people in Europe are displaced. They have nowhere to go. Every Jew in Egypt, in Egypt, in Europe, where do they go? Most of their families are destroyed, homes confiscated, they have no money, they have nothing. There are giant camps all over, not concentration camps, these are run by the Allies to feed and house people who have nowhere to go. Okay. So in the Holy Land, and that's a term I'm going to use now, okay, Jews, Christians, and Muslims all consider Palestine the Holy Land. There is a Jewish authority established there. Okay. It's run by a guy named David Ben-Gurion. This is 1948. There's negotiations going on with the Allied forces, that is, France, Great Britain, and America, to have Jews come to the Holy Land and establish a country, which happens. Okay? Harry Truman, the President of the United States, was the spearhead for that. Clement Attlee, the British Prime Minister, didn't want it. Opposed it. Winston Churchill, out of office then, he came back in a few years, he supported it. Okay. So, the Jewish state of Israel arises. America recognizes it first day. The UN recognizes it months later. There it is. Jews come from all over the world, but mostly Europe, okay, to Israel. Well... They displace Arabs, who were there for centuries, because the Jews have more power, and so Arabs are shunted aside. They don't like that. Would you? No. And then there's war after war, conflict after conflict. Then, fast forward to modern times. Israel is a nation, all right? 7 million Jews, 2 million Arabs. Now, here's something most people don't know. Israel offers citizenship to all Arabs living in the Holy Land. You can become an Israeli citizen if you're an Arab. All you got to do is apply. Okay? Some have, but most have not. Why? Because the Muslim fundamentalists, hate the Jews, and if you become an Israeli citizen, you're a collaborator as a Muslim. Got it? Two main areas where the Muslims are, Gaza and the West Bank. Gaza is controlled by Hamas, terror group. I'm not just making that up, it's a designated terror group. West Bank is controlled to some extent by Hezbollah. And they are mostly in Lebanon, another terror group, both Hamas, Hezbollah, funded by Iran. The only foreign policy Hamas has is kill every Jew. That's it. There's no drive for a state or a country or anything. Kill all the Jews. Now, you hear about the Palestinian authority. There is no Palestinian authority. It doesn't exist. They got a couple of buildings. Some guys go in and out. But Hamas rules because they have the guns and they will kill you. That's it. So Israel has to protect itself from Hamas because Hamas wants to kill all the Jews. Hezbollah, the same thing. Israel is very aggressive in doing that. And if you understand the history of it, it's logical. If you don't understand the history of it, read Killing the SS, please. I can't make it any more vivid than that book. And there's Killing the Killers you're looking at. That gets into the modern-day terrorism. But Killing the SS is the history of it, of the Holocaust and the the attacks on the Jews, which for forever. Germany and Russia, the two worst. OK, so now <clears throat> American politicians, no clue on how to deal with this at all. None. Trump strong armed the mullahs in Tehran, basically by saying, if you do anything, we're going to blow the hell out of your oil fields and your ports. That's what Trump told them. And they believed him. So, While they operated underground, this Hamas thing never would have happened because Trump would have just went right in and blasted them because Hamas could not exist without Iran. Biden has no clue, and he was on 60 Minutes last night. Go. What happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake to, uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again, we did, but to going in and taking out the, uh, the extremists, the uh, Hezbollah is up north, but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement.
1: Do you believe that Hamas
0: must be eliminated entirely? Uh, yes, I do. but. There needs to be a Palestinian authority. There needs to be a a path to a Palestinian state. Ridiculous. Who's going to run the Palestinian state? Who? Hamas? They're the controlling force. There's no Palestinian authority. Now, Biden doesn't know that because he doesn't know anything. And I'm sorry, but he doesn't. He doesn't know. Oh, yeah, we have to have a two-state solution. No. If there were two states that both wanted reconciliation and a partnership that would benefit the people, then it would be possible. But there's not. Hamas wants to kill the Jews. We all get this. So you got the leader of the free world, out in the ozone. All right, this is never going to be solved. And I mean that literally. All Israel can do is protect itself and try not to abuse innocent women and children. Finally, kids in Gaza, West Bank, Syria, wherever, are taught to hate Jews from the time they are cognizant of anything. The schools teach that. What do you think the mentality is going to be? And for Bi- uh, Biden go, oh, uh, Hamas doesn't represent all the Palestinian people. What do you mean? You think there's any act of dissent against Hamas in Gaza? If there were, that person's head would be on a stake. It's like Iran. Can't oppose the mullahs. It just makes me nauseous to hear this tripe every single day. And that's the memo. All right, so Biden was supposed to go to Colorado, give a speech about windmills or something, but he canceled it because it would have embarrassed him. So he had to stay here, and I don't know what he does. Um, It all depends on what Israel does, because Israel's going to go into Gaza I'm not exactly sure what Israel is going to do there. Um, But when they do anything, I will analyze it. A lot of people say Egypt should have, uh, accepted the refugees. Egypt doesn't know what it's doing. Cairo can't do that. I took a bus from Cairo to Tel Aviv and I went through Gaza. I went through the Sinai. Egypt can't, wouldn't do it anyway because Egypt would then alienate all the Muslim fundamentalists. They're not going to, you know, you would think that they would try to help the Palestinian people, but they're not going to. The UN could do it. They could do it. They could form their camps. I wouldn't take any men, just women and children. Safe passage. Israel would do that. Get them out of there and let the UN administer it. They could do it. Egypt's not going
2: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
0: Okay, so Biden's befuddled and has been for quite some time, and now the polls have caught up with it, AP poll. Democrat 42, Republican 36, uh, Independent 21. When it comes to overseas business dealings, uh, do you think Joe Biden is something illegal or unethical Illegal, unethical, 68%, not done anything wrong, 30 So Americans got this. They've got the Hunter Biden thing. Generally speaking, would you say things in a country are heading in the right direction, 21. Wrong direction, 78. That is Armageddon right there, that number. And uh, finally, uh, approve or disapprove of Biden handling his job, 38 approve. 61 disapprove, another disaster. One of the interesting things about this uh, Hamas-Israel uh, war is that it's affected the U.S. media, MSNBC, the worst ever, and it has been for a number of years. Um, so they were openly sympathetic to Hamas in the beginning, not anymore. So I reported with Bernie Goldberg that the uh, Anti-Defamation League, the Jewish authorities, did contact Comcast, which owns NBC News, and so you better knock it off. I believe that happened, but I can't confirm it with any document, which I could. Uh, But anyway, here's what happened on MSNBC. Mehdi Hassan, who is just a far-left crank, he got a show pulled on Thursday on the streaming platform. Um, Aman Moladin, another incredible uh, far-left kook, was supposed to fill in for another kook, Joy Reid, but they pulled him and put Ari Melba in there instead. Um, and then Alicia Menendez, uh, the senator's daughter, replaced Ali Velshi on Saturday show. So Roberts, uh, the CEO of Comcast, runs NBC, as I said, is now pulling the radicals off NBC to some extent. So anyway, uh, this war, um, I'm not speculating about it. I don't know what's going to happen next. uh, But I do know it's going to have a profound effect on the media and on our culture. It's already happening. So let's bring in a guy who's following this as well. Hugo Gurdon is the editor in chief at the Washington Examiner. He joins us now from DC. Cancel culture. I wrote a message of the day on BillO'Reilly.com. Is now that was invented by the far left to destroy opposition, uh, put allegations on people we don't like, uh, try to get them off the board. Now cancel culture is changing and going after the far left. Pretty ironic, isn't it?
1: Uh, it is ironic. But this uh, the the invasion by Hamas and the extraordinary atrocities that they have just been. Uh, it has really shaken things up, and it's made it a very difficult, to, it's a very difficult situation for the left to deal with, because the left has, for decades now, increasingly uh, been opposed to Israel and and has supports uh, Hamas. And frankly, uh, as you've seen from the demonstrations out in the streets in our own country as well as all over the world the supporters are the op- opponents of Israel support Hamas and all their deeds they they go out and they say that the deeds are justified they are uh, you know they include in this the, the rape and murder of uh, women and 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 children and the appalling atrocities that are being reported. So this has thrown the left into very considerable confusion and uh, I'm not surprised that uh, executives at um, you know at news organizations have decided that they can't be, uh, I can't have people on who are radically supportive of this kind of atrocity.
0: Were you surprised that Harvard and other uh, higher uh, education places uh, were so radicalized that they would uh, almost immediately sign sign on with Hamas? Did that surprise you at all?
1: Oh, I wish I could say I was surprised. It comes into that very large and growing category of things which are shocking but not surprising. It, was, it really it can't be surprised that uh, uh, the Harvard students and, and, frankly, students at universities all over the country, both undergraduates and graduates, who are increasingly militant, increasingly radical, uh, ideologically hidebound to the left, they're absolutely in lockstep. It's not a surprise that they would come out and start... Uh, you know, making justifications and you know blaming Israel. As you, you cite the Harvard uh, organizations, thirty-one different student organizations, they said that uh, Israel was entirely responsible for uh, the violence that was uh, that was perpetrated against it. And this is something that the left does, Bill. I mean, in in all over in, in all sorts of policy areas and cultural areas, they basically blame the victims. It's rather like the way that they blame the victims of crime and they excuse the perpetrators. It's exactly what they're doing in international and in domestic affairs.
0: In um, the philosophical quarter, the far left has always considered Israel a fascist state. And I gave the history, as you heard, leading up to that. I'm not quite sure why that has become such a pet issue for the far left. I mean, surely they understand the Holocaust, the displacement after World War II, all the horror that the Jewish people have endured for centuries, surely they understand that, all right? And that the Holy Land is divided among three groups. And this was really the only solution here f- to save the Jews that, didn't, that weren't killed during World War II. If you have any sense of historical perspective, you've got to understand that. So why would the far left then brand it a fascist country?
1: You're, you're completely right. There is no sense of historical perspective. If you understand the history, you know why that Israel exists and and the, the Jews have been there actually for four thousand years and more. So, um, uh, but everything on the left these days is seen through the lens of these subjects that we've all heard about more and more over the past two three decades. That is race, class, and gender. And these matters are in Israel is looked at in that way. The, the left turns everything upside down, as I was saying. In their uh, intersectionality, uh, the more you are, essentially, it makes excuses for failure. Socialism has always been about, and radical egalitarianism has always been about equalizing uh, success and failure. And people who fail, people who can't look after themselves, etc., are, are 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 given government money, etc. The, the, the radical egalitarianism in reducing the difference between failure and success has also reduced the difference between right and wrong. And ultimately now it is eliminating the difference between good and evil. The problem for the Jews is that they are successful. They run a successful liberal democracy uh, where people can thrive and can be happy and they can accumulate wealth and be successful. In the left's kind of matrix of understanding almost anything, the people who are successful are oppressors, we see that in this country too. The people who are unsuccessful, can't govern themselves, uh, misbehave, commit crime, or in the international sphere, you know, are tyrannical, dictatorial, murderous, etc. They are categorized as uh, the oppressed. So there's an extraordinary thing, uh, given the history, given the fact that six million Jews were murdered because of who they were, because of who they were racially in the Second World War. Jews are now almost honorary white supremacists. It's
0: unbelievable. It it really is unbelievable. And last question for you. Socially in America, and I'm generalizing, most Jews are very liberal people. Yes. And their their voting patterns are that way. Okay. Right. Do You think that's going to change now?
1: You know, uh, it it absolutely should, and I suspect that to some extent it will. Sadly for me, I wrote probably uh, 20 years ago that it was going to change. How could could the Jews possibly continue to support uh, the Democratic Party as it pulled further and further away from Israel, undermined its support, and supported these organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah? Uh, Unfortunately, the, the dramatic change that I thought was going to take place then did not take place. There has been some easing. I think that this latest episode, which uh, the Jews think of as their 9/11, they still they now refer to 10/7 as being their 9/11. It is going to change uh, some voting patterns, but I fear it won't p- change it as dramatically as, uh, as as we would hope, and that will be partly because uh, the left, the Democrats in particular, are very good at sort of demagoguing an issue and 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 painting the right as some. Um, racist and fascist and and all the other ghastly things.
0: Mr. Gordon, we really appreciate it. Washington Examiner. You guys should check it out. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you very much. All right. So Gail King on uh, CBS Morning News. She likes the woke stuff. I like Gail. I've known her for many, many years, Um, but I think she's a little misguided. Roll the tape.
3: It's so sad to me now that the word wokeism has now almost become weaponized. It's, yeah. it's really missing the point about what's being taught here. You know, it, I don't look at it as wokeism so much as truthism. And I think if people would take the time to really see what is happening in these classes and what's being told, nowhere are we trying to say, anybody's trying to say, hate white people.
0: It's not about hating white people, Gal. It's about racial preferences. That's what woke is that minorities and homosexuals or whatever group it is, they should get preference, equity. That's what woke is, it's not about hating white people. And it's also about inappropriate indoctrination of children. Woke is bad. NBC will host the third Republican debate. It will happen on November 8th, Miami, Florida. No uh, moderators yet, but Lester Holt has to be up there. Uh, Trump will not show up. Uh, be another debate that really doesn't matter at this point. Mike Pence is in debt, about 600000 He's not raising enough money to really sustain his campaign. I um, believe that Mr. Pence will drop out. I don't know when, but he's not doing well. Biden's raised a lot of money, $71 million in the third quarter, double Donald Trump. Um, and that money is almost exactly the same as what Barack Obama raised third quarter of 2011. It comes from the big George Soros, Hollywood axis people, you know, really the progressive march. That's who's funneling that campaign. Jeffrey Katzenberg, the Hollywood model, uh, mogul, he hangs out with Spielberg and those guys. He's the director of finance for Biden, though, believe me.
4: for a limited time watch the first 10 minutes for free on hollywoodtakeover.com/bill that's hollywoodtakeover.com/b i l l
0: spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family did you know that 46% of americans expect to leave behind debt policy genius life insurance can cover those debts like mortgages credit cards spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. Smart life. So I got a lot of letters about, well, how can I learn more? How can I learn more about uh, the Middle East and Israel and all of that? And I always recommend the movie Exodus, but the original movie. Roll tape.
1: Well, how did your disembarkation go? Smoothly. They're really up to their neck in Jews, sir. Paraholos bursting at the seams. more to come. I still say we should
3: send them back where they came from. Sir, two loads were shipped out of Haifa last week bound for Hamburg. I don't see why we can't do the same thing. I shouldn't like to have a hand in sending a Jew back to Germany. Squeeze them in as best as you can.
0: So you can get it on pay-per-view, and this is responding to uh, one of our uh, concierge members, Candace Farrell from California. Um, Amazon Prime Video, I think it's four bucks. You can get it, but you can get it around. But make sure you get the 1960 version. I'll give you a good you know, primer on, on that. Uh, talking about movies, Taylor Swift grossed about $100 million in her concert movie, I like her. Uh, About 10 years ago, my daughter wanted to see her on Long Island. I took my daughter and we went backstage and Taylor Swift and her mom were very, very nice to my daughter. So I like her. She is the most successful entertainer in the world right now. And it's almost all young girls and young women uh, who like her. And she sings about dating and uh, she's dating a football player or something. I'm not sure uh, what that is, but congratulations to Taylor Swift. Uh, this say in history, October 16, 2002, all right, President George W. Bush signed the authorization for war against Iraq. Now, this is a very important part of our contemporary history. So, 9-11, Saddam Hussein had uh, a mandate to allow UN weapons inspectors into Iraq. He refused. He told his generals, Saddam did, that he had weapons of mass destruction hidden. The generals then told some CIA people, because the generals are getting paid by the American CIA, that's what Saddam says. Bush said, you better let the UN weapons inspectors in. Saddam said, blank you, war. That's what happened. No lying, no fabrications. But it was wrong. So, Saddam had chemical weapons, but not weapons of mass destruction as they are defined. We didn't know that. We sent our troops in. Okay. About 4,500 Americans dead. About 32,000 wounded, many with their arms and legs blown off. Iraqi civilians killed 200,000. And that war never should have happened because the fundamental mistake was made that the Iraqis would be happy that the United States removed Saddam and then would go toward a moderate country where democracy was respected. That did not happen. The tribalism remains to this day in Iraq. Now, I remember, A private meeting I had with Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice in Washington, me and them. And they both were thoroughly convinced that the Iraqi people would embrace democracy. They were wrong. I didn't know. I had not been to Iraq at that point. I did go to Iraq during the war. So I hope that puts it into perspective because the Iraq war began 21 years ago today. And Iraq does allow U.S. special forces and air power in that country. And that is a big help to us now to fight against ISIS and the other animals. All right, quick break. And we got a good mail segment and then a very personal final thought about your life back in a moment. Let's go to the mail. Kenny Hastings, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Bill, it wasn't really unreasonable for the Allies to give the Jews the Holy Land, but don't you think it would have been smarter to give them some other territory? There was no other territory. And there was already a structure in the Holy Land. So that was never going to happen, Kenny. But it's a good question you're asking. David Carpenter, Adirondack, New York, just finished reading Killing the Killers the day before Hamas attacked Israel last week. I purchased a book in an airport bookstore and read it. I couldn't put it down. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to understand the terror threat. Killing the Killers, I think, was my best reporting ever that I've ever done. Uh, Kenneth Sullivan, Agali Bridge, West Virginia. Why doesn't Egypt accept refugees from Gaza? Doesn't have the infrastructure to do it. This can't do it. And wouldn't do it because that would alienate the terror people. And Egypt doesn't want any more trouble with the Islamic Brotherhood and all of that. So they wouldn't do it. Angelo Di Donato, Macomb, Michigan. As you said, Hamas' only goal is to kill Jews. It couldn't care less about its own people or a two-state solution. I believe Hamas' real goal is to cause Israel to end up killing multiple times more innocent Palestinians. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's what they want. And Israel has got to be very, very careful when it goes into Gaza. Janet, comes here. Remember, Janet gets direct access to me. I hope you consider that program. It will enhance your life. It will. But he said, no evidence of uh, Barack Obama running the Biden administration. How much do you think Obama wants his fingerprints on what's going on, even though his fundamental plan is to destroy our country? <sighs> Janet, look... I- I know a lot of people believe that Barack Obama wants to destroy America. I understand. But it's my job to report the facts, not individual belief systems. Uh, Joanne, concierge member, so Bernard Goldberg does not believe Mr. Trump acts like a U.S. president. I guess he believes a U.S. president should work two hours a day, fumble over every speech, can't walk or talk, and on and on and on and on. Uh, I think that Bernie was talking about demeanor. And I think we all have to admit that if Donald Trump could improve his demeanor a bit, I think he'd win in a walk. But every day to have conflict, choose your fights. Al, BLM is led by self-admitted communists, any American company uh, that supports radicals such as BLM, which is home to should be boycotted. OK, I'm not a boycott guy, but if you want to not, we gave all a list of the companies, corporations, that have donated to Black Lives Matter. If you are a premium or concierge member on BillOReilly.com, you can get that transcript sent directly to you with every corporation that has donated. And then if you don't want to do business with those corporations or companies, don't. That takes my account. I Seriously weigh that. Corey Patrick, Carmel, Indiana. I work for Steak Farm and I had their home and auto. They doubled my premiums. (laughs) They all are. They all are. All these insurance companies. Even if you don't have anything, they're doubling your premiums. That's Bidenomics. I didn't get away with it. What are you going to do? I shopped around, I got a better deal, as I told you, but they're all doing it, State Farm, Allstate, all the ones that have sent millions and millions of dollars on the TV advertising, boom, no explanation, I tried. David, concierge member, I recently completed Killing the Witches. I found the first part of the book so bizarre with the historical findings that you and Guard have shared, that at times it was as though I was reading something Stephen King wrote. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're scarier than Stephen King. Killing the Witches is the best Halloween book you could possibly get. Sorry, Edgar Allan Poe. And then you'll go into Modern Times. It's pretty scary what we found out about the Exorcism book and movies. So uh, doing very well. We can't thank everybody enough. It was just number two on the New York Times bestseller of yesterday. Number one was a hate Trump book, which fell off like 70% after the first week. I don't know. I understand why people hate Trump. I get it. But why do you want to spend $25 hating Trump? (laughs) That I don't understand. Learn something, Killing the Witches. Um, Alice Greer, Victor, New York. I'm reading Killing the Witches for the third time. I feel it necessary in order to absorb all the information. Wonderful book. Okay. There's a lot of information there and it's fun to read. That's what we do. Um, Bill, this is from Bill Forrest, Woodbridge, Virginia. You said you were here for a reason, clarifying the truth and fighting evil are two reasons why I followed you over 20 years. I'm going to do that in a final thought in a moment but I wanted to, you uh, gave me an idea, so I wanted to give you credit for the idea. All right, so look, if you go to BillOReilly.com store, it's the middle of October. I, I don't need. I mean, it's a blur, right? So I signed 2,000 books recently. 2,000. I got to sign another 2,000. You want signed? sign Killing the Witches. Got to get the order in now because I can't, I'm a human being. I can't, my, my hand is gnarly. So for Christmas, you want to give a signed copy killing which is get the order in now. And I'll sign as many as humanly possible, but we'll get them to you fast. So you'll have that gift already done. And believe me, it is a good gift. Uh, so I'll sign them for you, personalize them for you, whatever you want. But we got to know.
3: So you might want to do that
0: And the word of the day is, do not be agog, A-G-O-G. When writing to me, your humble correspondent, Bill at Bill Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. name and town, everybody, name and town, if you wish to opine back with a final thought in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. As you know, my theme these days is people believe what they want to believe and no matter what you have very rare that somebody will change a fundamental belief but we are here on earth I believe because I want to believe it I believe in God because I want to believe in God God's never come to my house I have received inspiration I believe but I want to believe it so it Enhances my life to be a believer. Makes me a better person, gives me perspective. I go to church every Sunday. If the sermon's boring, I make up my own sermon in my head. It's, it's good for me. Atheists believe there is no God because they want to believe it for a variety of reasons, okay? That's the way it is. But if you are a believer in a higher power, then you have to accept the fact that you are here on this earth for a reason. It's not random. Your mom and dad had you, and you're replaced in their care for a reason. Now, that's the most important thing for you to figure out in your entire life. More important than money, more important than security, more important than fun, more important than anything. Why am I here? Okay, because there is a reason that you're here if you are a believer. If you're an atheist or a person, on the internet, then that this is not for you. Okay? So I spend some time thinking about that. And here's how I traced it back. All right, because I'm a linear thinker, which means A leads to B, lead to C, leads to D. I'm a logical guy, simple guy, logical guy. If I start with what talents were given to me upon birth. Okay. Number one, I eliminate the stuff that I can't do. Math and science. Can't do it. Another language. I think I took 18 years of Spanish. (laughs) I can get by, but I don't have it. Don't have the facility for language. So my friends like five languages speaking Mandarin and I'm looking at this one. Never in a million years. Mechanical stuff. I can't, I can barely put gasoline in my car. (laughs) Barely get that done. This thing, this thing has 10,000 little, I can do six of them, okay? After, and I have to bother my assistant, who's a saint, going, how do I do this? How do I get this? All right, so I'm eliminating all that. I wasn't put on a planet to deal with mechanics, Spanish, science, none of that. What am I good at? I'm a good writer. Never took a writing class ever in a million years. It's like Billy Joel. He's a brilliant musician, but he's not formally trained. Okay, he was in Levittown with me. And he just hears it and plays it. Okay, so I can write. And I can bloviate. In Ireland, it's called blarney. I've always been able to do it. I remember in sixth grade, we had a debate over Nixon, Kennedy, because that was the race in 1960. And my father was a Nixon man and my mother was a Kennedy because her maiden name, her people were Kennedys, my mother. So anyway, I just stood up and I just bloviated about the presidential race. And it was like, kids were like, whoa. And I never had a fear of that. I just, Public speaking is the number one fear in America. I never had it. I just boom, boom, boom. All right. So I can write. I can bloviate. And then I figured it out. If you can bloviate and write, you got to be in TV or radio, right? I got a degree. Boston in you. Broadcast journalism. Started my career. So I'm here to do that. But then there's more because, all right, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to be a greed head and just make as much money and sell out and do what these uh, corrupt corporate moguls tell me to do? Never. Never did it one day. I moved 15 times in 10 years. Okay? No. I moved 10 times in 15 years. I, was, I went to Scranton, to Dallas, to Denver, to Portland, Oregon, to Hartford. Because I, mean, I wouldn't do what these pinheads told me to do because what they were telling me to do wasn't right. It wasn't right. And I went, no, i got to do that. Paid the price because I knew I was here to tell the truth. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So my life is unfolded in a positive way with, of course, bumps because everybody has them because I knew why I was put here. And that that is to inform you in an honest way, to give you information that is positive information that can help your life in an honest way. That's why I'm here. That's why I've hung in all these years. All my other peers are, as I said, in the villages driving around the golf courts playing pickleball. I'm still working my butt off because I'm here for that reason. You need to find out what the reason is that you're here. And you'll be so much happier if you do. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. The media has systematically lied to
2: you.